0: This is Franciscan Media's Saint of the Day for November 9th. Today we celebrate the dedication of St. John Lateran Basilica. If asked the name of the Pope's main church, you might be tempted to respond St. Peter's Basilica. Actually, it's the Basilica of St. John Lateran, the cathedral of the Diocese of Rome, where the Bishop of Rome presides. As such, this church is the spiritual home or mother church of all Roman Catholics. Today's feast recalls the original dedication of the basilica in 324, when the Emperor Constantine donated land he had received from the wealthy Lateran family to the church. The first structure built there and its successors suffered fire, earthquake, and the ravages of war. Still, St. John Lateran remained the church where popes were consecrated until the 14th century, when the church building and the adjoining papal palace lay in ruins. The present structure was commissioned in 1646. One of Rome's four major basilicas and most imposing churches, St. John's has a towering facade crowned with 15 colossal statues of Christ, John the Baptist, John the Evangelist, and 12 doctors of the church. Beneath its high altar rests the remains of the small wooden table on which tradition says St. Peter celebrated Mass. There's more about the saints along with inspiration and Catholic resources at our website, saintoftheday.org. From Franciscan
1: Media, this has been Saint of the Day. I'm Father Richard Kunst with a Papal Minute. There has been a long history of anti popes, men who have claimed to be the rightful elected pontiff when in fact they were not. Although it has been several centuries since we have seen a serious claim of an anti pope, papal elections called conclaves are to this day influenced by the danger of an anti pope. Pope Alexander III established the rule that for papal elections, the winning candidate has to receive at least two-thirds majority of participating cardinals' votes. Pope Alexander initiated this rule to stave off the threat of a minority of cardinals setting up a rival pope. This attempt failed miserably. The majority of anti came after Alexander III's time, but to this day, a two-thirds of the vote is needed for a man to secure the papacy, just to make sure we don't have any new anti-popes running around. This has been your Papal Minute. To learn more, visit papalartifacts.com. That is papalartifacts.com.
2: Let us run to Mary and as her little children, cast ourselves in their arms with a perfect confidence. St. Francis de Sales. Join together with families across the local area for the rosary, nightly here on Real Presence Radio. On Wednesday through Monday nights, tune in at 8 p.m. Central, and on Tuesday nights at 7 p.m. Central. Gather the whole family together and pray this powerful prayer with us. Join us for the rosary Wednesday through Monday at 8 p.m. and Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Central here on the RPR Network. You're listening to Real Presence Live now back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area heard right here on the RPR network
3: thank you for staying with us here on Real Presence Live Mm -hmm. Uh, we've had a wonderful show already today haven't we Father Mm -hmm. yeah it's been it's been wonderful we had two great guests earlier this morning Dr. Mary Doctor and um, Reverend Johns who is a new priest here at the Ascension in Bismarck very blessed um, to have both of them here, and we have two more wonderful guests. I'm Karen Stolenski along with Father Craig Holkhalter, the pastor here at St. Anne's.
4: Karen, I'll tell you what, sometimes the guests, the show becomes so good because the guests, by God's providence, blend together. Mm-hmm. There really wasn't much blending, but alone, Dr. Mary Doctor was so good, and mm-hmm. she has so much goodness. So much goodness. You know, showing us what's happening in the University of Mary, perfect. Per, uh, per, uh, specifically in, in health healthcare professionals, and the school of health sciences. But then Father John's it's just a nice it's just like a nice edge, a nice angle. We really don't get a lot. No.
3: It's um, so inspiring.
4: Yeah, we get know. different we de- get different, I think, lay people's mm-hmm. pivots in the faith and reversions, conversions mm-hmm. and how it impacts their professional world, but we really don't get that from a priest's perspective or religious. Yep. That might be a good idea for next topic is a religious sister or religious brother to bring them in and I, it, it was really fascinating yeah. to me. Father John's is and uh, such a fresh perspective. I mean he's been a priest, you know, just a matter of months really. Mm-hmm. It's it's a wonderful thing. Yeah. Uh, Hunter and Courtney Jerome are with us in studio today. They are. Uh, this should be a great interview. I hope we don't fall into the next one. Um, Hunter and Courtney, good morning and welcome.
5: Thank you. Good, good morning. morning.
4: <laughs> good morning. <laughs> I will be, uh, Karen and I will do our best. When we have two on and those two guests share the segment, same segment like you do. And then those two guys happen to be married. <laughs> it's like, you just, they always look at each other like, "Hey, who's going to go? Who's going to yeah. go? Who's going to go? So uh, don't let that burden you. Let us, the hosts. Uh, that's why we are getting, uh, at least one of us is getting paid the big bucks, Karen. <laughs>
5: right. Okay. Uh, that would be you, I guess. To,
4: to host this. We will be very, we, we will uh, be d- direct in terms of who do we want to answer. And so we're blessed to have you. We're going to talk about a number of things, but primarily your life as focus missionaries and now not in focus but certainly your hearts are united to that great mission of of the focus world Mm -hmm. so why don't we why don't we start there in terms of when did you begin your focus time courtney i'll look to you when did you begin your focus time and just for the sake of the interview you did it together you entered together, you were missionaries together.
5: Correct. So we both were on a mission trip to Calcutta, India in 2015, and after the mission trip, we were dating at the time. We were like, we have to get married, we have to apply, and this, we just had such an incredible conversion on the trip and encounter with Christ, so we joined staff uh, in 2016, and we were missionaries together at the University of North Dakota and then the University of Toledo, Ohio. And then we were there again a second year and then we moved back here to Bismarck and uh Hunter left staff to join the family business and I continued out at the University of Mary for 2 years. So he was on staff for 3 and I was there for 5.
3: Wow. That's, That's amazing. Mm-hmm. I did yeah. not know that whole story about you guys. So thank you for sharing that. Wow. Mm-hmm. That is really neat.
4: They were, when were you married?
3: 2016. So we, who? okay. I got yeah, yes, yeah. yeah. well, to answer
4: myself my ego
5: well, two both from Dickinson, right? No no
3: no, uh,
4: no. I'm, I'm from Dickinson. yeah,
5: I'm originally from Sioux Falls, but we, oh. we met at the University so. okay Oh cool. Mm-hmm. And you'd marry so, Father.
4: Yes yeah, so I witnessed their vows in 2016. Uh, I taught Hunter Jerome at Trinity High School in Dickinson and then I knew of Courtney by way of Hunter in uh, his time, his tenure at University of North Dakota where they met and Courtney uh, that's where Courtney picked up in terms of uh, they w- went on a mission trip. And with the 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 mission trip to Calcutta was through focus, correct? It was a focus trip. Yes. Correct. And at that time you were in Bible studies already.
5: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yep. So I had avoided focus like the plague. And the missionaries, (laughs) and then I had a, in college, going through my own conversion, I had a friend who had walked me through my conversion, and she was involved with Focus. And she's like, you should really consider a Bible study, you should really consider meeting with the missionaries, and I just, I was not interested. But because she was, and because she loved me, I said yes, and then I was in the same small group as Hunter, who, he had already been in a Bible study, and, and was in with the missionaries, and from there, we both entered Bible study, and then they have a mentorship, which is called discipleship, so then I entered discipleship and um, then we both applied for the mission trip and the rest was history
4: so I want to talk about that history with you hunter in terms of what it was like to be on focus but before we do that I don't want to assume anything it's good for the radio world that we really to explain and define scopes in terms Mm -hmm. our listeners appreciate that being it's an invisible world of radio we don't see the faces Mm so Courtney can you just give us kind of your elevator three-minute commercial of what is focus
5: yeah, FOCUS is the uh, response to the call to the new evangelization by John Paul II. So Curtis Martin was inspired to go out and start this mission to preach the gospel to all nations, particularly on the college campus. Mm. So it's the it's the mode of sharing the gospel uh, to a particular culture, a particular time in a particular place, and it just happens to be the most um, leveraged time that people have in their lives as the college campus. So. Um, Hunter, please pick up at any point because I feel like...
6: I I mean, mean, focus as the Fellowship (laughs) of Catholic University students is just that many people have come to know the great organization that it is and the great work that they've done. um, And that they continue to do and expand uh, to encounter and seek the lost. um, Not just those that might not know the faith, but those that have known the faith and have forgotten it. Hunter, can we go
4: after? so I want to thread that into the question I want to post to you in terms of uh, Courtney was uh, serving as missionary five years, yours three years, and they were together. Um, tell us about that experience, and then I, I want to ask kind of like the easy or not the really obvious question, but I think our listeners want to know, How is focus so darn effective? I mean, you guys are everywhere you're growing. Um, certainly you you have the ins and outs, right? You have have the good and the not so good of being involved in a, you know, I don't know, an institution. But a a response to the new evangelization. evangelization. But I want to know from you, Hunter, so your time in Toledo and the University of North Dakota being a missionary, and then, you know what, like, you must have
6: had this awareness like, man, like, the Lord is really blessing these efforts. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I ended up at the University of North Dakota through just family attending and as a, a challenge to uh, my own faith of like I got to take this on and through that I met focus and it was it was through the missionaries radical availability I mean as a missionary your full-time job is to be radically available to students to not just lead bible studies and lead them through discipleship but to hang out and do fun things to live life with them and through that really encountered people who wanted to live life and they lived it joyfully and that's what we had the chance to do on college campuses we met students who whether catholic or not or had fallen away from the faith or were totally new to the faith uh, we got to do so many different things with them whether it was attend concerts or go camping or do who knows what under the sun of just spending life together wasting time together very intentionally um, give a chance to get to know people and in that creating that space as well as being steeped in prayer in the sacraments as your life was as a missionary god did crazy mm-hmm. things mm-hmm. things that you would never imagine um like we always talk about you know moving mountains i mean mountains were moved in the hearts and minds of these young men and women that we had the chance to encounter and i mean sometimes you're like oh i did that and i, I didn't he did it. We just said yes to go to Toledo, Ohio. Mm-hmm. And he did amazing work through us. Uh, Karen, wow. through, um, through the friendship
4: I had then after I, I witnessed their vows a number of years ago and they became married and, um, and grew in friendship with them, uh, I was invited by them to go on two mission trips. Um, <clears throat> one to Tanzania and one to the Philippines. And so with, you know, 10-15 um, other uh, college students and and with focused missionaries. And now in my I, and there's a number of levels, but I want to be succinct on the radio. What I always when I quote or when I use focuses in like in talks, I just did it on Tuesday night two nights ago in this very in this very church basement with Vigilance, my, my the Bible study, I um I really emphasizes your guys' devotion to friendship. Mm-hmm. And holy cow, is it overlooked nowadays in evangelization and teaching. Like, we just skate past that. And, you know, I don't want to, this is another segment, but that's the very thing our Lord did, right? He left home after, you know, playing video games for 30 years with Mary and Joseph. And the first thing he does is he, he cultivates, he invites men to friendship. Mm-hmm. And you guys do that, like, you use the word, and I'm going to use it again, radically, you know? So I want to, um, so Courtney, can you um, correct me, channel me? Can you speak to that for our listeners just in terms of like the the idea, the concept of, of how fundamental friendship is in Focus World? Sure. So
5: one of the anchoring verses of Focus was the first reading. I don't know if it was this week on Tuesday or the prior, but or as first, set, first set the alone. 1 Thessalonians 2, 8 for we were ready not only to share the gospel of God but our very selves but because you had become uh, so very dear to yes, us Saint and Paul. so that's just so fundamental of you can't evangelize what you don't love and so if, if we don't love how can you how can you share love you know and and we've met a number and variety of students i got to know uh, one young woman who was mormon and um, i had sat down with her and we were having lunch and i shared the gospel with her that she was made for a relationship with jesus christ and she looked at me and she said i have no idea what you're talking about and can you tell me more and i walked with her through rcia and she was baptized oh and just gosh. this crazy wow. because because we had gone to lunch and and we had gone for walks and i helped her study and you know so it's not just you know showing up and and sharing scripture with people which is important and invaluable because the word of god always speaks it always moves it always works but to say i, I want to give my life to you um because i love you and uh for for us it i mean just as much as we're there to evangelize i mean we are continue we continually had conversions by the witness of the students and and their own lives so
4: we're, we're with Courtner uh, and hunter jerome of bismarck they used they were in focus work uh, the fellowship—it is an acronym, Fellowship of Catholic Undergraduate Students. University students. Yes, and uh, just like your last name, <laughs> Zelensky, not oh, Zelensky. Okay. Yes, we're we're going to a soft break here for just a few moments. Uh, Hunter and Courtney and Jerome, and now they're they're uh, they're off staff, uh, but certainly they support it. They're the mom and dad of of two beautiful boys. And um, they're, they're in the professional world. And so I want to get to those topics when we come back from this break. I'm uh, one of your hosts this morning, Thursday, November 9th, the Feast of the Dedication of the Lateran Basilica, Father Holcalter, Pastor of the Church of St. Anne, along with Karen Zelensky. Sorry, she rolled her eyes. We're going to a soft break, what, a minute? And we'll be back after the next 60 seconds. Don't turn the
2: dial. Live, engaging, and local, this is Real Presence Live where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on The Real Presence Radio Network.
5: Daily Meditations of Pope Benedict XVI presented by Leonardo DiFilippis of St. Luke Productions.
7: Faith resists brute force. There's an incident in the storm on the lake when the disciples are in despair because Jesus does not stir, not even when the boat is filling with water. And after he has stood up and he saves them, he says, How could you doubt? Jesus assumes that his disciples really ought to know him, that they ought to know he will not let them drown. The scene described here is concerned with the way Peter no longer looks at Jesus, but has his earthly elements in view. Naturally, then, by any reckoning of probability, he is bound to sink as soon as he gets out onto the water. But he has left out of this the essential point that he has been called by Jesus, who is the Lord. Together with him, and by his power, he will, so to speak, be able to walk right over even what is deadly in this world. If we let our gaze be captivated by the tendency of the moment, Then we have already lost our true anchor, which consists in depending on our relationship to the one who can overcome brute force. The brute force of death the brute force of history and its impossibilities. Faith means resisting the brute force that would otherwise pull us under. Faith means fellowship with him who has the other kind of power, one that draws us up, that holds us fast, that carries us safely over the elements of
5: death. This meditation is taken from Benedictus, published by Ignatius Press and Magnificat, and produced by St. Luke Productions. Learn more at stlukeproductions.com.
2: You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories, and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Good morning, listeners of Real
4: Presence Radio, it's Thursday, November 9th. We are speaking with a delightful couple of Bismarck, Hunter, and Courtney Jerome, the Jeromes. Um, were uh, part of Focus uh, Focus Missionaries. They were both missionaries on uh, two and then three college campuses. The University of North Dakota they were together Hunter and Courtney and then the University of Toledo in Ohio and then when they moved back to Bismarck just a couple of years ago Hunter left Focus and uh, began to engage and uh, began working for the family business and Courtney remained on staff as a missionary at the University of Mary which has been kind journey. of a topic of the past yeah. hour or just less with Doctor Doctor the Dean out there, uh, Hunter. We were speaking on break, and, and and Courtney was as well, along with Karen of uh, this concentration on on friendship, and of course the uh, b- biblical incarnational foundation of that. <laughs> Why would you do that? Because Jesus did it. Uh, and you were saying, and we've we've been, we've discussed a, a number of times before over a cup of coffee of. Um, that is hard, uh, harder, more difficult in terms of, I don't want to get off track because I think it can go, it's like a spider web, right? But when we talk of isolation and mental health, when we talk about the heart's desire to be in communion and friendship and to have community, and so much of our society is not in that. And uh, what's close to the heart of focus is is actually to bring that to them. Can you talk about that? So you left, you left Focus, and then you had a couple of years where okay, you now your, your spouse is still in it, so there's still this like halfway house of like it's still part of our life in a real serious way. You can speak to that, but now you're both off staff. Uh, but certainly, I think you know you're, you open up your doors to missionaries and and all the time. And so speak to us about that difficulty, and I think that'd be very pertinent and relevant to our listeners.
6: Yeah, the the time that we got to spend on campus with students, I mean, we we got to do anything and everything with them. I mean, up until, up until even sometimes maybe going to one of their classes, you get married, you come back home, you're blessed to have two beautiful boys. Um, and you move into day-to-day life and people just don't have that time. And so the time that is really required to build deep, intimate friendships, it just takes a lot more. We've been uh, here in Bismarck a little over four years now and the level of friendship that we would hit in Six eight weeks on campus with people we're finally starting to hit with, with some really good friends we made here, and it's just a matter of you don't have all the time like you did on campus, um, and it's really challenging, uh, especially when you so desire that we're meant for that. Um, even to one of our, our readings from our wedding, a, f- a faithful friend is strong defense, and as everyone's so digitally connected these days and caught up in whatever might be going on online, we're not as interpersonally connected as we used to be Mm -hmm. and that we ought to be that we should be and that we all desire to be and um, we strive for it every day to invite people into our home to build really good friendships with people and it's a challenge especially you know we started we moved to bismarck and we had the mix of being on campus and not and now that we're both off staff we're finding those challenges again as we rework together now completely off staff from focus what does that mean what does that look like for our family it's interesting that um you know with with that concentration
4: and now like i don't want to i don't want to go so much into parish life but what if you um you, you must be torn all because you have two boys a very very busy life and you're rooted in i'm becoming holy by being a good mom and wife i'm becoming holy by being a good husband and father But yet having this, both of you have, I know this personally, and it's coming through and even the interview, our listeners, I'm sure, are picking it up, of this really evangelical spirit. I mean, you want to spread the gospel. How has that been? This, like, mom, or do I go and, like, you know, convert this Mormon? Mom, or do I go, like, handle a Bible study? Like, that has to be in your day. Like, every day must be in your heart.
5: Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. It is. It's uh, it's an impossible place to be. Uh, It makes discernment. Uh, it's very tricky. It's very easy for the devil to get in because it can be easy to get cut up. And you know, I'm not accompanying my friends who are Mormon or Baptist or fallen away Catholic through the RCAA program, or we're not taking them to Peru to work on a mission trip. Where I had a young woman tell me I had more fun pouring concrete than I have in my entire undergraduate because uh, we were friends and and we were praying together and we went to mass and people returned to confession for the first time in 14 years, 15 years, you know. And so it's just like this. You have this incredibly radical experience, and then, yeah, you, you enter into normal life. <laughs> um, and we forget that that also can be radical. So I, th- I think it's just like returning to prayer and saying, Okay, Lord, yes, you will share the gospel with me today through my child. <laughs> and me growing in, uh, in uh, patience and temperance in, in my home and, and having it be a place of peace and joy will change the world. You know, Mother Teresa said, if you want to change the world go home and love your family. And if we uh, if we believe this and we can invite our friends into our home and it takes long time, you know, sometimes dinner with friends can take a month to schedule out because, you know, kids have this and this has this. But I think we really need to recommit to the um, to the life of prayer and, and to that hidden life of... Um, being in love with jesus and and letting us love him and letting us work through the ordinary you know there's nothing that needs to be ordinary in in normal life and i think it just has taken a long time to discern through that and work through that because yeah the enemy works through that to say yeah you are wasting your time because you're not working here or you are wasting your time because you don't have a bible study yet or you know and the lord never speaks to us this way so it's just i think taking us some time to say you know God, what do you want want for me? And we have to remember that the people we're called to serve and encounter are the people we work with, are the people that are at the drive-through, are the are the friends I meet that I'm I'm not really sure if they want to be my friend yet, but I am gonna invite them to do this thing. And I think just that level of of vulnerability and trust, and and to say. That that is radical,
4: you know. And, and you mentioned it right away, Courtney. This the role of discernment of okay, the voice in my head. Where is it coming from? Mm-hmm. Uh, and more particularly, who is it coming from? Uh, the mark of a saint's right to always be awakened to this is God, or um, to be courageous and say no when it's not God. Either it's a, a sinful self or um, the voice of the evil one. Um, you stay home, Courtney, mostly, and uh, uh, and Hunter, you are involved in, um, you are employed by Jerome's Distributing, uh, the pair of the last name, a family business or distribution company here in Bismarck, and you also have a facility in Dickinson. Um, was that a very intentional decision for you? I, I, our listeners will, will also appreciate just your lifestyle in terms of you work, you stay at home you've been in it you've been involved in uh, some parish work parochial work also doing uh, um uh, you also have a, a role to play in in different education institutions uh between a montessori model and um right in your own living room and so was that intentional in your in your marriage of we want mom to be home with boys
6: uh. <laughs>
5: I never wanted to stay at home. I was like, that life is not... This is good. This interview yeah. just got better. <laughs> good, <yes.
0: laughs>
5: I was, yeah. And I was only going to stay on staff with Focus for maybe two years and, and do my two-year commitment and then I ended up staying for five so God can do whatever he wants. But um, I, When did it turn? When did we, you... Um, it was like a, about a year ago now. I don't. I, I came home one day and I, I'll be really honest right now and... and we had great childcare. i loved who my children were with like there was nothing bad like nothing was horribly wrong but um i just came home and i I said i feel like if i don't know our kids then who will if if i'm not the one who's available to them then who will be and um
7: that's powerful and,
5: and i have lots of friends who you know anyway it was so i came home and i said i think i need to leave my job and and he looked at me and he said okay and then I think I called you yeah. and then <laughs>
4: you did. I remember that. And then
5: I was like I'm having this I just it felt like it came out of left field but I haven't I haven't looked back and I feel like our family's been able to um again just that the ministry of availability you know uh, to be available to to the Lord and then to our neighbors and to our children and by no means is it perfect at all. Um if you could ask my toddler how it went this morning and <laughs> You would get a different answer, but... Jude's the toddler. Yeah, Jude is amazing. (laughs) Uh, They are busy bodies. So, no, so we we had, when we had discern coming back, you know, when I met Hunter, he said, I want to work with my family, I want to work with my dad, and this is my passion, and this is my life, and that was, you know, 11 years ago when you told me that. No kidding. So I said, okay, then then I'm free to discern what my role is in that, because you know, you're committed in this. And then I was free to continue to work with Focus. I was free to move on to the next work. And then it just, I felt like I was very, yeah, it, it, I was just free to do it. So we, we've been aware from the beginning that We are so grateful and beyond blessed to be able to have that freedom and choice to do that because I know not everyone is able to discern that way of like, what should our family rules be, but.
4: That alone would be a great, uh, Courtney, as you're speaking, that alone Mm -hmm. would be, if not with you, another couple, or maybe a couple uh, couple of couples, Mm -hmm. that alone would be a wonderful segment in terms of that discernment of like, that whatever that was that day or those number of days, certainly the Lord is more like a a glacier than an avalanche, but for you to be awakened to, Hunter, I need I need to be home. Mm-hmm. Like that is not a matter of choosing what you want on your salad. That's a matter of our life's going to change, and to do that in freedom. <laughs> uh, and now it's coming back to me that phone call. But I, I, uh, uh, God bless you for just making that that choice. You know, being home now, and like I you are a focused missionary to your kids. Yeah, <laughs> and
3: I think it's interesting because I think in your guys' age group, I, I hear a lot. Oh, I don't want that cookie cutter life. Like, you know, um, they want a different type of life, you know, and I think, Mm. and I think this is kind of going back full circle to years ago where moms are starting to stay home more with their children and there's more homeschooling and, you know, more, I don't know, spending their time with their children. And it's just, it's just a different way. Um, which is beautiful, you know, just truly beautiful.
4: One, I think what I would would want to, in, an, in an interview down the road, it'd be great just to, I would want to emphasize the intentionality behind it. Like it was mm-hmm. such an intentional thing yep. that yes, finances plays a role. Like yes, kind of lifestyle, like all these things plays a role, mm-hmm. but it's not the role. Right. That's a part of the picture, not the picture. And I think we're so pragmatic. We're so practical in terms of like, it was like this thing that moved me. And if, if I were to like corner you and say, what was it? You'd, you'd say God's grace, the inspiration mm-hmm. of God. Right yeah. to make the decision, it's a wonderful thing. Um, so, uh, uh, Hunter Courtney, whoever wants to answer, we got like forty-five seconds left. But uh, give your like your you know your thirty-second uh, wisdom to your peers, new young families, moms and dads that are raising you know two, three, four kids that are seven years and under. How do they live the gospel?
6: Pray one day, <laughs> one day at a time. <laughs> yeah, pray and one day at a time. And I like both those and, answers. Mm-hmm. In, invest in your relationship with our Lord first and then your spouse and then your kids.
1: Yeah. And we've we've
6: learned, yep. we've learned this year in some, some challenges that we got that out of line a little bit. I for sure got it out of line and it's, it's caused some challenges so that's, that's the best that I have is just live right order in Lo- your life. Love God, love your spouse and love your family. Yeah. Hunter,
4: thank you. Courtney, thank you to yes, you.
1: Thank you We're going to
4: break. Father Holcoulter along with Karen Selensky. Uh, we are your co host this morning on uh, Thursday, November 9th with Hunter and Courtney Jerome of Bismarck. Thank you, too, for giving up just a half hour of your yes. time this morning and your busy lives. Uh, you'll be back. Uh, there's a lot to unpack here. And so we will. We will be back as well in about a minute with uh, our next guest here
2: on Real Presence Radio. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on The Real Presence Radio Network.
8: If you have ever been through the hell of deep darkness and suffering, like the suicide of a loved one, do you know that your experience may be helpful to someone else? I'm Father Chris Alar. Mercy is defined as a particular mode of love that when love encounters suffering, it does something about it. And when you exercise the corporal and spiritual works of mercy, you are truly loving your neighbor. Jesus said, when a soul approaches me with trust, I fill it with an abundance of graces that it cannot contain it within itself, but radiates them to other souls. Let us show you how to be that radiator and find healing for yourself in the process. Please visit suicideandhope.com so I can personally pray for anyone you've lost and to get our book, After Suicide, There's Hope for Them and You, which helps with any kind of suffering or loss, not just suicide. I promise it will help.
4: God's blessings to all of you. My name is Father Chad Wilhelm, and I'm a priest of the Diocese of Fargo. And this year I celebrate 25 years of being a priest. And the joy, the great thing that I love about the priesthood is the deep relationship that... Jesus and I have as speaking heart to heart. He knows the depths of my heart, and he speaks to all of us in the depths of our heart. That's what I enjoy about being a priest, that I get to speak about Jesus,
7: not just on Sundays, but every day of my life, and that I've given my life to Jesus and the church. What a wonderful grace and a gift. That has been
4: for me for 25 years and to serve the good people of the Diocese of Fargo, but just to serve the church as a whole. May God continue to bless all of you as you
7: listen to Real Presence Radio.